Hey, Magic fans, Dante Marcatelli here from the Orlando Magic. You're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Paul, Garen, and Mikey. Go Magic! What's up, Magic fans? I'm Mikey, and welcome to this month's episode of Penny for Your Thoughts. <laughs> we've uh, we've been we've been missing for the last few weeks, boys. Uh, but we're back. It's uh, May the twelfth. We're, 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 we're a few days away from the dra- NBA draft lottery on Tuesday evening. Uh, we were supposed to record last week, and I got COVID along with the family, so uh, we cancelled last week. And we've had all sorts of stuff going on. We all wanted a bit of a break. Uh, after what was a very long enduring season, but uh, we're back and uh, we're going to start ramping things back up now as we we get into the off season. So uh, this week I'm joined by no- the the normal boys, the uh, the gruesome twosome, Garrett Jones from the Valleys. Evening, G. Evening. How are we, my friend? I'm doing well, mate. It's uh, it's a good to see your face. It's been yeah. We were trying to work it out. I think it's been four weeks, four and a half weeks since we last jumped on. But, uh, we? And we've all been concentrating on other sports, let's be honest. Since the magic of, uh, you know, season's finished, I've been watching the Tampa Bay Lightning, go Bolts. You've been watching Liverpool. Paul's been watching Leeds. Um, I've been keeping an eye crying. on the play, watch, yeah. <laughs> I've been tears. sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's not been the best for the, for the Lightning either. They've got a game six tonight against Toronto to stay alive. So um, it'd be a late one for me tonight. Right, be good. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy go, it. Go, as long as go you bolts. win. Go bolts. Go bolts. Absolutely. Good man. I'm glad I, you I picked the team, Mikey. Well, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there for you, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'm, well, I'm not an, well, ice, I'm not an ice hockey guy. I don't know, not really. No. No. I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan. You know that. That's, that's the uh, main focus at the moment. With a FA Cup final on Saturday and a European Cup final again in a couple of weeks' time. So. uh well, mate, with the FA Cup final, we helped you with the kicking lumps out of a couple of Chelsea players. <laughs> you <last> did. <laughs> did you see? Did you see that video going around on Twitter today? That the Leeds fans trying to keep hold of the ball, even though you were losing no, the game at the time. There was a video. The ball went in the crowd, and this woman was trying to keep hold of the ball. And uh, is it Marcus Alonso for Chelsea? Was just stood by the touchline, looking at her, just laughing, going, "You're you're the one losing the game, and you're time wasting by holding on to the ball. Outrageous! <laughs> never mind, never mind. But actually, uh, arrival reason for us to be awkward with with away players. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we've got uh, a special guest, Corey Yarkin. Which, uh, if you've been a Magic fan for a long time, you should know. Uh, Corey's the uh, in arena host so she'll be joining us shortly uh we have the nba draft lottery coming up on tuesday uh the 17th of may so we are going to be hosting two watch parties again this year like we did last year virtually on zoom so similar to last year um i think we're going to be jumping on zoom about midnight i think on i can't remember what time it starts now it's normally about half 12 isn't it 12, yeah. half 12 yeah. for about half yeah, an they hour. Go, they, they, they go into that secret room, they do the draw and they tell us the magic of the uh, drop, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we'll be diving on on Zoom on Tuesday night. So if you'd like to join uh, the three of us and... I think we've got about 20 odd people signed up to to join us on Tuesday night. Uh, last year, we really, we had a, a good successful watch party. We had several guests coming on. We had Dante, uh, Dan Savage, Hank joined us. We had several guests from different fans sitting inside the arena. We had Jonathan and Luke from the Sixth Man Show jumped on with us as well. So uh, if you guys want to join us, if you're not going to their watch party, uh, and you want to join us online, then all you got to do is head to the website orlandomagicuk.com forward slash events uh, and sign up. Just throw your email in there, your details, and uh, I will send you all the, the Zoom details on Tuesday, ready for Tuesday evening. So, yeah, we're going for it all it again this year. Have you been, have you been, uh, you been having a, a daily go on Tankathon? No. That's just 
No, I, I got away from it. I, we kept dropping out of that and it was just making me depressed. So, um, I, uh, no, I've been watching the ice hockey, mate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and um, tweeting, winding Boston fans up a fair bit. I've no yes. Oh, yeah. You, you, you've got, got to wind the Celtics fans up, haven't you? Absolutely. Well, seeing as Paul just brought it up, right, I've just brought up Tankathon. We'll do one more before uh, Tuesday night. Sim the lottery and we end up with the sixth pick. <laughs> there we go. Right. None of that. We don't want that on Tuesday night. Uh, so moving on to a quick bit of magic news before we get into our our interview with Corey. Uh, the Orlando Magic announced just over a week ago that Jalen Suggs underwent surgery to address, address a stress fracture in his right ankle. Uh, they also went on to add he's expected to resume basketball activities this summer and make a full recovery for the start of training camp. So, boys, what was your... Uh, I know it's a little bit old news now, but what was your your thoughts when you first read that, Paul? Mate, for me, it made sense. Make perfect sense. Get the uh, potential injury treated. Get it out of the way during the summer. Um, and it should allow him long enough to be able to get back uh, to be influential on opening night. That's that's what we want. We yeah. want to see we want to see good play from him. So I'm happy. I'm happy to get it done, get it out of the way in the end of the summer. Um, I think we all know that you know, it needed, he needed, there was clearly something wrong towards the end of the season. Um, he was struggling. So yeah, right decision. You've got to applaud him. I know, I know they've done it early. Gee, have you got any like concerns that he's going to, it's going to hamper some of his time this summer to work on his game? Um, well, first of all, can't we catch a break? We're not even playing basketball and we get injuries. <laughs> you know, you know what it's like. I mean, none of us have had injuries in the last four weeks, luckily. But uh, hang on, um, Paul, what, have you had one? <laughs> you <normally>. um, <laughs> no, I've been all right actually. It's frightening. <laughs> frightening. That's jinxed it. You watch. I'll be I'll be appearing next week on crutches. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like what Paul said, no, it's best to get it sorted as soon as possible. Uh, the sooner he can get back on court, uh, the better. But you know, you're just hoping he's doing the work in the gym. Uh, you know, lifting weights, etc. Uh, just you know, getting himself ready for um, hopefully be back with summer league, um, and then you know, just get to play with his new teammates, new rookies, um, and everybody else that's in the camp ready for training camp for you know when it gets to the business end of the off season yep absolutely and the last bit of uh, small news really uh, Bobby Marks of I think he works for ESPN tweeted last week uh, an update surrounding Jonathan Isaac's contract or a clause that was in that contract when the Magic extended him uh, we know obviously J.I. has missed the last two seasons with a torn ACL he underwent surgery at the back end of March to address a right hamstring injury, which he picked up during his rehab, trying to get back on the floor. Um, so hopefully we're going to see J.I. back next season. It's been far too long, um, but basically the remaining guarantee of his contract has been reduced. And there's a few grey areas in this, but I think it's if it's if he gets waived, uh, basically... The the money, the guaranteed money of his contract will go down depending on if and when the Magic perhaps waive him. Um, so 2022-23 season. So next season, uh, he's, only, he's only guaranteed 16 million. The following year, it's only 7 million. And the final year, 24-25 season, he's not guaranteed anything. But that's if he's been waived. I'm yeah. correct, G, uh, aren't I? You, you that's, yeah, that's right. Go on. No, go, Jay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's spot on, mate. When it first broke, it, you know, I had to do a little bit of a deep dive into understanding it. And uh, essentially, if he, you know, fails to play, etc., or has another setback, it's just uh, almost like an insurance policy that you know uh, the contract that he has signed it doesn't put the team on the hook for all that money, and it reduces. Uh, like what you said, to 16 million if we waive them next year. I can't see that happening. The following season, seven. And then the, the season after that, you know, no money against the team. 
So uh, very astute by the, the front office in getting that written into his contract. You know, uh, was it a season and a half ago now that when he signed it? So um, I like it. I, I was having, I was going back and forth with Mo Moonsey um, from Sky Sports um, on Twitter on this, and he was you know commending our front office. And I did have to remind him that you know our front office, you know, they're pretty good. They did sort of put put the uh, the Raptors and the Bucks in motion with drafting Giannis, and obviously, uh, you know, the, the whole structure with Toronto. So um, you know, we got good guys in 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 the right place. Yeah, I think. Uh, do we honestly think that it's going to happen that we that we wave him because of not playing like next season? Uh, I think it was Kobe Price who's put out that. Uh, he had an interview with J.I. who uh, has said that he's ready to go um, and he's hopeful to be, he's, he believes he'll be part of training camp and ready for the start of the season. He's had a, he put it as a, a blip with the, picking up the hamstring injury, but he's feeling good and strong and he's working to be ready to be back on the court. I mean, you, like, like we've said, you wouldn't expect him to say anything else. Uh, right. But you, you've got to go with what, what he's said publicly, I suppose. Yeah. How about you, Mikey? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, we just want to see him back on the floor next season, don't we? So uh, that's that's all we've really got to focus on. I mean, like I said, it's it's another clever, not another clever move, but it's another smart move that the the front office have made. Because one thing that they've always they've done well since they've been here is is the contracts that they've handed out to players. So. You got to look at like Wendell back in the off season before the season started, front loaded his contract and signed into a very reasonable team friendly deal. You got to think about, I mean, you even got to go back to like re-signing Vooch and Terence Ross. Yep. They were astute moves, and yeah, the, the the front office have always handed out reasonable contracts. They look after their own. Um, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. I'm I, I'm not reading too much into it. So uh, yeah, there's not really I'd much. Other... What, I'd I'd love to see what Ji and Wendell can, can produce together. I just want to see Ji back on the floor shooting a basketball. To be honest, and blocking shots. No, I, I, again. I want. To, I just want to see them two playing together. That's, I think that's be... all that matters. When when you're really there opening night, Paul. That's all we want to see, mate. Isn't mate, it? Let's, fingers crossed. Fingers so, crossed, uh, mate. That'll be. Exciting. Absolutely. Well, there's not much magic news to talk about. We were discussing before we jumped on off air about what we're going to do in a few future episodes. So we're going to start looking, I think after Tuesday night, once the draft lottery is done and we can start looking at prospects and start looking at how this roster construction is going to look like ready for the beginning of next season. We'll talk about free agency and all that sort of stuff. So that's all going to be coming upon us quite quickly. Uh, we're obviously in the middle of the NBA playoffs at the moment. Uh, last night, G was, uh, I had a quick chat with you this, uh, this morning and you were very happy that, uh, Paul, do you want any spoilers? Cause you, you've got some catching <laughs> up to I am, do. I am still at the point where, um, Golden <laughs> State are two, one up. <laughs> I've, I've just, you know, because I was away for the first part, I'm still catching up. Uh, yeah. There's been various things. Uh, I've, and I've had no chance today, obviously, with uh, circumstances at home, uh, which, not to be ambiguous, my mum's been rushed into hospital today, so it's been somewhat disjointed for me today. So I've not caught yeah. up yet. So, but carry on, talk about it. Talk about it. That's right. So, well, well, tonight we've got Miami versus uh, Philadelphia. Miami are three-two up in that series. So uh, hopefully, oh, thanks for that. There you go. <laughs> I won't bother watching now, then. <laughs> And uh, Phoenix are going to play the Mavericks, who are... Uh, I know uh, that one's 2 all. It's not. No, it's 3-2. Fe- it's 3-2 three, three, now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, right. Fe- Phoenix are leading that one 3-2. Uh, Milwaukee are 3-2 up against the Boston Celtics. Thank God. And the Warriors are 3-2 up against the Grizzlies, who absolutely wiped the floor with them on Wednesday evening. Without Jar Morant as well, Tyus jo- Tyus Jones had himself a bit of a night. Uh, I can't even find the stats. Oh, cousin now. Tyus, yeah, cousin Tyus, cousin Tyus, he did well. 
Cousin Tyus. But uh, yeah, so we've got four four series that have all gone three two. So uh with uh deciding games coming up, so it should be interesting. Who do you... I need to catch up. Looking at it now, who's 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 your favourite for the finals? Um if you're coming to me first, um I've got to say Phoenix. Um they've been very good, pretty consistent. They've had a few blips, they seem to have overcome it. Um, so I've got them coming out of the West. The East is a bit more of a coin flip. Um Miami have looked pretty good. Um, although I don't know what happened to their fans yesterday or the day before. Well, Just playing an empty arena. I know. Like, it's, <laughs> uh, well, that's it's, one thing I have noticed. Yeah. Conference yeah. semi-finals and you can't even fill the arena. They can fill, fill the Amway Centre, but they can't fill their own arena. Funny that, isn't it? Anyway. I, I have noticed by- that there's loads of empty seats around on the, on the games I have watched so far. I was like, wait, really? We, where are they? Are they are they overcharging? I don't know. Mikey will tell you. Mikey was one that actually left early when he went to Miami. Didn't you, Mike? Didn't you, mate? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not going to retell that story because I think I've already told it before. But yeah, that that was a little bit different. That was a little bit different. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah I know, was, I know. I'm only, I'm only joking. But in fairness, no. Um, I, but, I've watched all of the uh, Brooklyn against series and I've watched all of the Boston against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks series and I'm not going to lie, Boston have played pretty well um, and in fairness Al Horford um, it's like a man on a mission last couple of games uh, which is quite scary yeah. I know uh, Marcus Smart's been playing well Jason Tatum's playing well um, obviously I want them to lose so I've been rooting for them to lose I've been winding up the Boston Celtics fans in the UK as I do on a consistent basis um, but yeah luckily last night they uh, they choked they they were at what 13 with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter and um, Milwaukee pulled it out which was brilliant you say so, you say you know, you say you're winding them up. You might think you're winding them up. <laughs> They're probably just laughing yeah. at you because we're not even in yeah, the postseason. Probably. But anyway, probably. I I don't necessarily agree with the Phoenix. I, I think Phoenix is the best team in the West, but I don't. I wouldn't say they've played really, really well. I don't think there's any team in the postseason that you can look at and go, they are head and shoulders better than everybody else that they're going to come up against. Like for yeah, me, but- Milwaukee are Milwaukee is who I think will make the finals again. But there's certainly yeah. teams that are going to really test them to get there this year. Yeah. But and I think the West is the same. Like Phoenix were two 0 up and you thought, here we go, that they're going to either sweep this series and nobody really gave Dallas a chance. And then they pulled it back to two, two, two. And, do you know no, what I mean? You've There's... got the first seed against players, the four seed here. You haven't got, yeah. you know, some bit part team. You've got quality teams. So they're yeah, going to defend their home, home floor. But when they've needed to, to step up, they have. So I think Phoenix have got all the resources there, you know, to do they what have. they need yeah. to, to get. But they, like you said, they haven't been firing on all cylinders, but they've got all that, you know, weaponry to get it done so that's why I'm picking them I, I think it's wide open personally with who who can get to the finals in both conferences I don't think there's any of those teams that you couldn't say I, I think probably the Grizzlies are the only team I would write off just because Jarmer Morant's injury but the other six or seven and was that a dirty play what do we nah, think nah no 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 it wasn't the Dylan Brooks one was very dirty <laughs> I've not seen that have you not? Well, yeah. It's not a it's not a nice watch. It's one of those no. that the landing was a bit was a bit cringe. But uh yeah. I've not seen that. For for me, other than the Grizzlies, I still I, like I don't I don't want I don't want Miami or Philly to go through, to be honest. But Philly could still make that a seven game series. Yeah. And could still beat the Heat. Especially with no fans in for Game Seven, if they get to Game <laughs> Seven, if there's no opposite, no, I'm just winding up now. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's wide open. But if, I would like to see 
a rematch of the Bucks and the Suns again. I think that would be a good watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's that. what we'll, I think that's where it will go ultimately. But I think that uh, you can make an argument for any of the teams that remain to go further. Um, I think that a seven-game series between uh, Miami and Milwaukee would be a very, very tight affair. Because from what I've seen of Miami, um, and now I'm a few games behind, but they've been playing some really good basketball. Some really good basketball. And you know, you look, depth across the squad. They've really built a strong roster. It's very hard to see them not putting up a fight against whoever they come up against. Um, but I think I think it'll ultimately be a rerun of last year's final. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's what Richard, now I've predicted it, you know full well. It's, it's all gone down the pan. <laughs> the other six teams are all like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Well, let's, let's uh, get Corey on. Okay, and this week we are thrilled to be joined by Orlando Magic in Arena host and former Magic dancer Corey Yarkin. Corey, thank you for joining us. I know you've hey, uh, hey. <laughs> you're coming off a busy season. Are you? Uh, are you enjoying your off season? Yeah, I've gosh. Um, I thought that I would be less busy now, um, but I still haven't really slowed down. I have, you know, four jobs. Um, but the two that you guys know about are done. So now I'm down to two jobs right now. Um, but I'm trying my best to take some time this summer for myself and breathe a little bit. Um, it seems like football season and basketball season are right around the corner in my head. So, um, do whatever I can to enjoy Florida in the summer. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta be done. It's gotta be done, Corey. Um, What are the two jobs then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so I, so random, I, I work at the theme parks. I'm a tour guide at the theme parks. Um, okay. which is super fun. Um, and then I just started back in September doing, it's completely not, um, entertainment related, but I'm doing business development for a roofing company in town. So okay. anyone listening, if you're a big developer and you need a commercial roof, you know who to call. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diversifying everyone. <laughs> Way to take the opportunity, right? I'm impressed. Right? Yeah. No, no rest for the weary over here. But good, good time. So, for our listeners, Corey, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background before you joined the Magic? Yeah. So, um, I'm actually from Orlando, Florida. Um, I wasn't born here, but I moved here when I was three. So, I don't even remember anything before that. Um, So, in my head, Orlando is my hometown. I, you know, went to school here, high school here. I went to UCF, which is the college here in Orlando. Um, and I have always been in entertainment in one way or another. Um, I grew up dancing and doing musical theater. And then, uh, during like after high school in the beginning of college and past that I was in music, I had a band for a while. I, we were actually pretty successful and that was a really fun chapter of my life. Um, and I kind of fell into hosting. I was living in LA and just doing like red carpet reporting for like movie premieres and stuff like that, which sounds really cool interviewing celebrities, but it, I hated it. It wasn't fun. (laughs) (laughs) And so I ended up moving back home to Orlando. Um, and when I was kind of pressing restart on my life, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't doing music anymore. I didn't like those opportunities doing like the type of hosting I was doing in LA weren't really available. And so that's when the auditions for the Orlando magic dancers popped up and I was like, why not? Let's try. It was something I always wanted to do. Um, but I never had the time cause I was doing, you know, music and other things, but I made the team. Um, I was the oldest one on the team. So that was a proud moment for me. Um, but it, but why I'm telling you that is just so happens that the year I, started dancing for the Orlando magic was a year that they were using dancers as the MC, um, during the game. So that's kind of how I got my foot in the door for this job that I do for the Orlando magic. Um, and I did that for two seasons, dancing and hosting like in sequins and half tops, which was really not embarrassing, but it was 
wrecking, right? Um, and then after that, I said to my boss, I was like, listen, like, I'm not going to be dancing anymore. They used to have a full-time MC. And I said, you know, if you want to bring that back that position, I'm your girl. And they were like, okay, let's figure it out. And so here <laughs> I am just close out my eighth season with the Orlando Magic. And it's been quite the ride. <laughs> was that um, Scotty B who had the job before? Yeah, Scotty B and this girl, Megan Clementi, who I know both yeah. really well. Um, they're awesome people too, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 She was a dancer as well. And Miss Florida. Fun fact. Yeah. Okay. I mean, every time, every time I've been in the arena, you've had a really good rapport with both DMC previously and now DJ strong, you know, obviously you've already touched on how the change of role came about, but what is it that you love about working with these guys and what's the best part of your job? What do you enjoy the interactions with the fans? I mean, first of all, you've been there. That's so awesome. And I have, have I, we haven't met. Have we met? No, right? We have. Yeah, you and I have met. We have. Oh, uh, oh, okay. 2018, March 2018. Oh, okay. So, okay. Amazing. Well, so you know then that like the, first of all, the atmosphere inside Amway Center, which I think is changing names, by the way, um, is, oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. I, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know for sure. Um, but it's the atmosphere in there, uh, whether we're winning or losing, it's always a good time, right? Like, and that's part of my job and that's part of my co-host job, whether it was DMC or D strong. Now, um, we, you know, especially when the team isn't doing good, we have to, not just us, but like the whole entertainment side of uh, the the team has to really <laughs> elevate to keep everyone, um, you know, for lack of a better word, entertained, right? Um, we need to keep you guys in good spirits no matter what's happening. And so that's, that's a challenge at times. <laughs> but I mean, like, this is like what I'm like, uh, you know, even when I'm not doing a podcast. Um, so it comes easy for me. So I just like have fun, um, whatever it is, whether the contest or whether I'm interacting with fans or, um, just being silly on the jumbotron, like that's great. And, you know, having a co-host like DMC or, or D strong, um, who now I've been with quite a few years, we have such a great rapport and it's so fun having that back and forth and we kind of get each other, you know, and we're just like, getting ready for this, the fan cams or we're like, all right, we're going to do it this way. It's going to be hilarious. And what if we try this? So it's always, I don't know. We, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, and that I think is what makes it the most fun. Yeah. It comes across that you don't take yourself seriously. <laughs> <laughs> how can you? In, in the role that you're doing, how can you take yourself seriously? You've got no. to, you've got to be willing to have a laugh at yourself and put yourself out there doing stupid things. It's, it's part of it. And as you say, it makes for the entertainment and the, the atmosphere. Have there been any particular things that you've really enjoyed um, as highlights that you do? Um, I mean, you know, the uh, being part of the team for this long, like ha- being a dancer was an experience for sure. Um, and a huge, I mean, even a bigger commitment than what I do now, because there was rehearsals twice a week on top of being at almost every game. Um, that was really cool to experience, but like I said, two years was enough for me, (laughs) but it was like an, it just, you became such so close with the other girls, you know? Um, and there was like a really, a big fan base for the dancers and the, or the cheerleaders as well. And that was really neat to see. Uh, I'm actually sad that they're not there anymore. Um, but in, when, once I've been hosting, of course, like, I mean, getting to represent the Orlando Magic at All-Star now four, time, four times, oh my gosh, yeah. LA, Chicago, Charlotte, and now, where were we? Where was it? Cleveland. Um, it's yeah. not just an honor, but like, yeah, crazy. It's crazy. You know, like everywhere you look, there's like every celebrity you can think of. And like, I'm trying not to think about that because I'm trying to like be good at my job and, and not get um, nervous by the, everything that's happening around me. So that obviously is really, really cool. Um, and, um, but my, not my, one of the standout moments for me since I've been with the team you know, I talk about the team not always doing so great, right? And it's hard to like get that like energy back from the fans when we're not, right? So it was, I guess it was 20, was it 2019 that they were in the playoffs, yeah. right? Against, Against Toronto? Raptors, yes. Yeah. yeah. And we won the first game away. And then when they came back, that first game at home, like, 
Oh. I hadn't experienced anything like that in my entire time. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Got you. yeah okay. Got you. okay. It broke no, so up like, for a second. Yeah. Okay. So that first game back at home during the 2019 playoffs, when we were, we had already won one and we were playing Toronto, just the energy in the building that we were getting back from the fans was so exciting. Um, like no matter what I said, everyone was like, yeah, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it was so, so cool. Um, and I always say like, like this job is so great, but I can't even imagine what it would be like to be the host of, you know, a team like that's winning like Milwaukee or at the time the Raptors or the Warriors or something like that, where the, where there is such a culture and like that type of excitement around the team. So that was a little taste I got. And that was just super fun. And I'm like, I, I will never forget that first quarter of the game. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, the, atmosphere, the atmosphere in in game three, we, we all came over. Especially oh, you for the did. Playoffs. Okay. So you were there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were in for game three and four. Yeah. Amazing. Um, it, the atmosphere in game three, um, that, as you say, that the the player introductions, the start of everything was amazing. Yeah, the um, first half. And then as it. we put that run on <laughs> yeah. in, in the fourth quarter, because yeah. we really came, we pushed them in the fourth quarter. And the, it, it, everybody was on the feet. It must have been incredible to be on the court and experience that. Yeah, it, it was definitely cool. And then there was one time out I did one time with like the the dunk crew, you know, the guys that do the flips and they dunk. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they need, they needed a, someone to like be part of the skit. Like I was like, you know, I'll, I'm up for anything guys for whatever. And so I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And so I had to like, they put me on this guy's shoulders. And then the thing was two guys would come and flip and put two basketballs in my hands. And then two more guys were going to come and take the basketballs out of my hands and then dunk them. So not only did I have to kind of not catch the balls, but like be there and like not drop the balls. <laughs> <laughs> with my tiny little hands then they had to come so anyhow, long story short it all happened perfectly and it was like the best like so many people is the greatest moment i have the best picture of it um so yeah so it's so funny very different highlights but all-star all of them uh sat hosting saturday night um that third game in, in the playoffs and then that moment in that timeout i think are my three standout moments <laughs> I get that i get that wow that's quality. Um, you touched there upon the uh, the whole um, magic dancer experience. I've actually got a cup here. I've got <gasps> Nicole on there. Oh, Nicole! I'm so mad I never got a cup. Whatever. <laughs> Didn't they make one of yours? <laughs> no. I would have like so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, amazing, I, amazing. I, yeah, but she's a good friend of mine. So that's cool um, you just touched upon the all-star uh, weekends that you did um, obviously you were on it this year again um, but tell us about the pride that you have in representing the Orlando franchise and community because they try and get somebody from each franchise to do various parts don't they to keep everybody involved so um, tell us about you know your, your pride in representing the magic yeah absolutely I mean you know I kind of know I'm going like maybe a month or two before and it's always like so exciting but like we don't ever know if anyone from the team is actually going right so <laughs> like the fact that I, that I know that I'm going I'm like yes at least we'll have some representation there or whatever um but I mean I think every year they've worked it in somehow whether it was the dunk contest or whatever um I mean having food and, and all that um but you know I, here's the thing. Like I grew up in Orlando. I, uh, we, my family had season tickets since day one. Um, it's the very first season, 1989. Um, and, uh, like really good tickets guys. Okay. And I have an older brother and he was always very into it. My dad, everything. So like, you know, I bleed blue and no matter if they're doing good or bad, like I'm always going to be a fan. So getting to go to all-star and getting to represent not just an NBA team, but my team is like pretty awesome. And I know you guys see, like, yeah. I put a lot of like effort into what I wear, especially for all-star. I'm like, I got to up the game every year. Okay. More sparkles, more rhinestones. Like, what can I do? And it was funny because this year, um, like I loved my, my outfit was all, all the sparkles. But when I, you know, they make us do a fitting before, like to see what we're going to wear. And I put on this outfit that I have. It's completely sequin pants rhinestone top 
this jacket that's got magic blinged out on the back and like, and, um, and I had got this, um, like magic, like chain bling thing made. And when I put that on the girl, like the stylist or whatever, the wardrobe person, she goes, Oh no, you can't wear that. That's too much. It's like, that's overkill, babe. And I was like, I was kind of heartbroken a little bit because I love this like bling thing that I had. And then I thought to myself, well, on the, even though like my outfit is super magic and the back says magic at a little, a little tiny belt buckle that said magic, that was the only, like, you only see me on the jumbotron from, you know, my chest up. So I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't tell her, but I wore it anyway. I was like, whatever, <laughs> I'm going to wear this because I want, because it mattered more to me that magic had representation is my point, you know, that, that people knew when I was on the Jumbotron that I wasn't just a NBA all-star host, that I was from the Orlando magic. Like that's important to me. And it's so funny whenever I'm walking around at all-star, um, whether I, I no, I'm, I'm working every day, rehearsals or going to the events or whatever, um, always decked out in the baddest magic gear I have. And we're like, like all the people that work there, they're like, Corey, we know what team you work for. Okay. (laughs) 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 It it is no surprise to anyone who you work for. Okay. Like, so (laughs) it's funny, but no, I do have a big pride um, for this team that, you know, has had, it's just, it's a brand, you know, and it has had such a past and we are working towards the future and I'm there for it. So. <laughs> That's cool. So, you know, you mentioned there that you've been fans since day one. Can you tell us who your all time favorite player is? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. So my all time favorite player as a kid was Nick Anderson. And it's so funny because now he's an ambassador for the team. Yeah. And so it's so surreal to me when I walk in the door every game and he's like, what's up, Corey? And like gives me a high five when he's sitting down and I like walk by him. And I'm like, that's so cool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just love him. He's a good guy. So. Well, we, we had Nick, we had Nick on the podcast. What was it? A couple of years ago now. Oh, really? Yeah. And G, he's G's, G's favorite player as well. And, oh, okay. uh, G's like a little yeah. kid in a candy shop. I was, oh, is Nick Anderson like freaking How out? Was he? Yeah. How was it, he? it was awesome. He was okay. awesome. Cool. He was amazing. It just depends. Like you, you, you get up, like he's a pretty like quiet, reserved guy until he's yeah. in the spotlight, and then he won't stop talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was full on man. Old, yeah. old, yeah. old, old show. Uh, yeah. It was. It was one of those as well where he he said, "I've got like twenty minutes, half an hour." Uh, I think about five minutes in, it was guys. Go as long as you want. Right. He was just, he just had fun. He enjoyed it. Brian Hill Hill was the same as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. But it's it's not, it's not often you get to, you know, interview your all time sports hero. So, uh, yeah, high five, Carl. Oh, yay. I did my (laughs) thing with him. Yeah. Before last season, it was fun. But yeah, he's great. Oh, that's fun. Yay. Not 25 all the way. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. T Max, the next big one we want on the podcast, but there we go. So if anybody I don't know knows, if I can help you with that. Yeah, come on, Corey. We need you to do your thing, all right? Call Brian Hill. It's all right. You might, might get him in there. So uh, let's move let's talk about some uh, magic apparel and jerseys then. So obviously that's a big part of your outfits for for game nights and, and all that sort of stuff. So what's your favorite magic apparel that you've got or jerseys, past or present? I mean, what I don't know who you're wearing, but this I've got era, the Shaq version on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime I look at every, like always, 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 this is my go-to. Like this style, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what like actual it's called. I'm not as schooled on jerseys as you guys are, sure. <laughs> but that like the throwback stuff is my absolute favorite, especially the black with white pinstripes. Um, and this this not this this logo with the star. Um, yeah. for sure, hundred percent, hands down. Um. And also my other favorite piece, which I wear all the time, is that my starter jacket. I almost wore it today. You know, the one that Shaq wore and they all wore yeah. too back then? Um, the 89, yeah. So good. Um, but it's just really loud for a podcast. So I had it on. I was like, it's all scratchy. And I was like, probably not. But those are my two favorite um, for sure. What did you guys think about the um, the orange and the city night stuff we've had these past couple of years? They're good. I think I'm it's lucky. time for a change. Yeah, that might be happening too. Oh, I didn't uh, hear that for me. Anything you want to drop on the podcast? No, I can't. That's, that's have you seen anything? Have you seen anything yet? I have. 
but I can tell you it. <laughs> but I think everyone, when, um, when that came out, they were like, huh? Even now, a lot of fans that don't come, or not fans, but like people that haven't been to a Magic game in years, and it's one of the city nights where we're wearing, you know, orange and white or orange and gray or whatever it is. They're like, uh, what happened to the blue? And I'm like, it's just tonight, guys. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I, I, personally, I've really liked it. I, I really oh, like okay. the kind of left field idea behind it. I thought it was good. Um, but yeah, throwback pins all the way. Yeah, throwback no all day. No arguments. Um, what uh, it was, I forget. Two years ago was or three years ago was the thirtieth anniversary, um, and it was we had throwback nights, and that was the best because I had an excuse to not only wear all that stuff, but like there was so much of it in the team shop, and I get basically whatever I want for free um, from the team shop. <laughs> just. <laughs> Yeah, you I'm, just know full well that when we come over in, in October that you're not getting rid of us, Corey, until you <laughs> Nothing's going to fit you, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I can just sit I can see you telling the guys, yeah, honestly, this, yeah, I do need a four to six chest. Yes, honestly, I do. <laughs> yeah, I did, during COVID, I did like a video. They did like a tour of my closet so you could see all my magic stuff and how I like put outfits together and stuff like that. That's on YouTube somewhere. So that was kind of fun, but I have I have so much stuff, guys, like so much. Um, so anyhow, <laughs> so we, I bet we could have. I think I could have a competition with Corey. I'd run a close. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. What competition though. <laughs> your, your 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 gear is insane. P, some of the stuff you've got, without a doubt. I got I got about and fifty it, jerseys. Wow. You've yeah, been doing some and a lot of shoes. Well, you, you definitely have me beat for sure. <laughs> Nothing in this bank account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a jersey <laughs> off. <laughs> Corey, we've got to talk a bit more about the the time with the with the, as a magic dancer. What is actually the process of getting into the team as as was? Yeah, I mean, again, they they don't the dance team is now very different than it was then. Yes, but for 30 yes. years they had the Orlando Magic Dancers and it was so why I even wanted to do it, especially at that time in my life, was when I went to college, I lived with magic dancers. Um, so when I was like 18, 19, 20, I lived with magic dancers and it looked like so much fun, you know? Um, they were like local celebrities everywhere they went. Um but you know, and then fast forward to later in my life, I'm like, it was always something I wanted to do. So that's why I did it. But yeah, the audition, it's hard to get in. Okay. It's not an easy thing. The audition process is like a week or two weeks long or something. And it had, you know, it has a lot to do with your dance ability and, you know, making sure you can fit into the costumes, like so your physical um, ability, like they had you do these crazy workouts and stuff like that. But it also had a lot to do with um, not your personality, but I guess a bit because you're, we were so fan facing. Yeah. Yeah. So like they would have um, interviews with each girl one-on-one and really try to get to know what they're like. Um, It takes a special person to be able to stand out on the concourse um, for an hour and talk to, you know, hundreds of fans and take pictures and, and then dance and then remember the choreography and then like shake hands and kiss babies, you know, like, um, (laughs) so so get, the audition process is, you know, like I said, it's like a week and then you make the next round and you make the next round and then the actual finals are public. So anyone could come. So that was obviously nerve wracking. Um, but once you've made the team, it doesn't end there. Like, um, like I was saying there, I can't remember if it was two or three nights a week. We had rehearsals that were two or three hours long. Um, it's a half hour away from where I live. Um, and then, you know, getting to the games, you get there at like three o'clock and then you practice and you have the whole, it's like a lot, but, um, and on top of that, you're out doing appearances in the community, which was really, really fun and really nice to get to do things like that. It was really special to like go to a, a basketball court refurbishment or a high school pep rally type of thing where they have the mascot there and things like that. So it's, it's a real honor also, um, to get picked because it's not just how good of a dancer you are or if you're pretty yeah. or, you know, whatever. It has so much, there's, it goes much deeper than that. So I wanted, it, it was, like I said, the foot in the door for this job that I have now, but it's something I would have probably done regardless had I, you know, this didn't exist, you know, and um, I feel really 
uh, honored to have been a part of such a, a legacy. Um, we've done these uh, Magic Dancer reunions every five years. Oh, right. um, so yeah, yeah, so that's been really, I've done two of those since I've been on the team. The first year I was on the team, it was the 25th anniversary. And so they brought anyone, anyone who had ever been a magic dancer from then 25 years was invited and um, to do a big halftime performance. It was a big weekend reunion of all these women that ha- that share this special bond. Uh, and that was really, really cool. And then we performed at halftime. So they would do it by like era, like five years or 10 years at a time. So yeah, the, some of the, yeah. yeah, so cool. So the original mm-hmm. magic dancer, they, you know, they're, I don't know, 50, 60 years old now. It's, or older, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, just amazing. And then you got, you know, earlier and earlier and earlier and ended with the current team. And it was just, and then we all danced together. It was really, really special. And getting to get to know some of these women was really, really cool. So um, the next one is um, coming up in a couple of years. I'll be doing I'm it. I'm right in saying your dad's involved as well, isn't he? Oh, yeah. So my dad. So, yeah. So they have a team that used to be called the dancing dads and to be on the dancing dads, you have to, you had to have a daughter who was currently or a former magic dancer. So when I became a magic dancer, um, they, my dad was like, yeah, sign me up. Um, and, (laughs) (laughs) and now that it's a co-ed dance team, um, the, well, it's a co-ed seniors team as well. So now it's still kind of the same concept, except there's women on it. And they're, now they're called the Classic 407. 407 is the area code here in Orlando for yeah. people that don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is my dad, guys, maybe you know, but people listening might not. Um, my dad, is, look, I'm really, really small. And my dad is about the same size as me. He is <laughs> a, a tiny man. And... Um, Sorry, dad, but he's also the worst one on the dance team. Um, <laughs> I reckon I could give him a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. He's the worst and the best at the same time. Like he provides everyone comic relief. He's always a beat or so behind everyone. He's like, can't do the dances without watching who's ever in front of them. I think the last game, they gave him a solo and he told everybody about it. Everybody knew that my dad was going to have some solo, which was just cringy, you know? Oh my God. But it's so funny. I post every time that he's dancing. And oh, you guys know who Dante Marcatelli is, right? Yeah, of course. Friend of the show. Okay. Awesome. Well, Dante's amazing. Um, my dad is a pediatrician here in town. So a kid's doctor, and he actually treats a lot of the people that work for the team, kids, including Dante's kids. So Dante tells this story of one night, it was my dad dancing and he's sitting courtside and he's sitting next to coach Hill and he, and he, and he leans over and he, and he points at my dad, Dante, and he goes, Hey coach, you know, that's my pediatrician, right? And coach goes, well, I hope he's a better doctor than he is a dancer. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then every time like Dante goes in to bring his kids and my dad's like showing him the dances and like practicing for him. So funny. So yeah, it's always a good time. That's amazing. Right. So we've seen you Corey on our television screens here in the UK, um, presenting NFL's end zone program. So how much fun has it been being able to travel to all the the cities and doing the magazine program that you do, meeting the fans? And then lastly, the magic question, who is your NFL team? (laughs) And you better say Tampa Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll start there then. Um, So for, I do try to, I don't try to be unbiased. Like I really am fairly unbiased. Okay. Um, uh, who is my NFL team? Um, I have family ties to the Patriots. Okay. So growing up, my family was always Patriots fans and, um, they're from Boston. So I, not that I cared that much, but like that was always like, okay, I guess I like the Patriots, I guess. I don't know. And then, but then when Tom Brady moved here to Florida and like he was coming and I was like, that's crazy. Like I, and I, it's not that I was a, I don't know. I just was like, I love that story. I love that he's retiring in Florida. Right. And then he <laughs> flipping wins a Super Bowl. you know, like it's so cool. So I'm a, I'm a, like kind of a Tom Brady Patriots. I'm excited because it's down the street from 
me now with the Bucks. Um, so yes, I'm on your page, but then I'm kind of all over the board. Then I kind of became a Bengals fan this season. I was really <laughs> rooting for them. But honestly, so those are kind of like my go-tos, but like what happens is because I'm in a different city every week um, and we're at the game and I'm like part of the tailgate and I'm like kind of enveloped in that team's culture. Like I'm always, and it sounds kind of like a throwaway, but I'm always rooting for what the home team on Thursday night football now, like, you know, some more than others, but um, I, I always like for the home team to win because it's just one, it's more fun <laughs> there and it makes for a better show. Um, so that's not quite a concise answer. Um, but it's kind of Tampa. It's kind of the Patriots, kind of a little bit of everyone, but I am unbiased. That's the cliff notes version of what I do. Is there a team, is there a team that you haven't covered yet that you really want to go cover? Oh, um, well, we haven't been to New York yet. Um, so, uh, please say the Raiders cause Mike is going to be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is a huge Raiders fan. I yeah. mean, I wa- we have kind of covered the Raiders, but I haven't been to Allegiant yet. So I definitely want to do that. And Raiders fans are so loyal and so cool, you know? And crazy. <laughs> crazy, but fun, cool. Like, they're cool, yeah. though. Like, they're cra- I always say this in every interview. Eagles fans are crazy, okay? Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Um, Raiders fans are just, like, passionate and, like, just yeah. are, are there for it. Um, so, but, yeah, like... This show um, has been so fun, um, quite the ride, <laughs> okay? I'm traveling every week. I'm in a different city every week for 22 weeks. It's a lot, not going to lie to you. Um, but it's still really awesome. I live in America, and I haven't been everywhere. Um, so it's been really neat to kind of go to all these places, and it's all set up where I get to see the best of the best of every city because, as you know, this show is half travel guide, half football mm. show. So yeah. that's been really neat. I get a front row seat to the the best tourist attractions in every town. I, I get to eat all the food. Um, and then we go to the games and I, and I see that team and that culture. And it's been um, a lot, but really, really cool. Um, mm. And I'm so thankful. I, and, you know, it's not for sure, but 99% there'll be a season through. So yeah. just kind of gearing up mentally for that right now. <laughs> of course. Does, does it ever impede the, the program? Sorry, G, go on, carry on. Does it ever impede on the magic schedule or do they do it around the magic schedule? Oh, I thought, does the magic change the schedule for me? No, uh, no, 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 no. No, um, it does impede on the Orlando magic schedule. The first season, basketball, NBA didn't start until December. So it wasn't such a huge overlap. Mm. Um, and during covid the games were super weird anyway. We were like segregated up into the upper bowl on a tiny little stage. So if I missed a couple games, it yeah. really wasn't that big of a deal. This season, it completely overlapped. And, you know, I went to my boss and I was like, listen, they've renewed this show and I, you know, I'm going to do it. It's a big opportunity for me. Um, so whatever, you know, you want to do is fine. And he, they were so nice. The magic are so kind to me. And they're like, first of all, congratulations. That's awesome. Second of all, we'll take you when we can get you. So, um, for the most part, like I had to miss a bunch of games in the first half of the season, but D strong is the bomb and he cover, he can do it on his own. And he likes when I'm there because it's less work for him. Um, plus we have fun, <laughs> but yeah, so no, I do miss a lot of games in the first half of the season, but again, the magic have just really uh, been kind to me and have given me the chance to do both. So I'm really appreciative of that. Yes. Will you be asking them to, uh, you know, when, when they bring the games over to Europe, we're hoping that uh, you can come and do the end zone from Europe. Oh, oh I'm working on that. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been planting that seed for two years. Um, and like, from what I hear right now, Outlook is good. Um, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's about budgets and things like that. But I just think it would be so cool um, because the, obviously the show is, is on TV in England and they're having the London game. I mean, it's not the London games aren't a new thing, but it would mean a lot to me to be there because we can make a big thing of it with the end zone fans and the football fans on top of it. You know, yeah. we could do I, yeah. my idea to them. We'll see if it happens. was like, let's like set up a big tailgate, you know, cause you guys don't tailgate. Like let's make it a big party and have a watch party yeah. for Thursday night football or whatever it is. And then do the Sunday game. 
as well. So hopefully I, I cool. it's not out of the question. And if I'm there, you guys better come. I was going to say, yeah, right. there's three guests that are going to be there. Yeah, well, at least we got three. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring our, our best drinking heads with us. Perfect. <laughs> so we can tailgate properly. Wait, who are your teams? Oh, I know you I know uh, you like the box. What about the rest of you? I'm a, I, I'm a Raiders I'm, fan, so. And I, re- I don't really follow. I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that literally watches the Super Bowl. And that's about it. I, and end zone, I, right? And NFL oh, end zone. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I was going to say to you, on what I've seen of the end zones, the eating side of things is something that's quite important in the program. You have you have some good food experiences on that program. Yeah, for sure. You want to hear? Okay, I'll tell you. I'm telling you all sorts of secrets, guys, today on this show. Okay, so, <laughs> so I'll have you know that I am actually a pescatarian. So I eat fish, but I don't eat meat or chicken. So a lot of these things that I'm eating are either like a fake version of it. Like I think the Skyline Chili was, they had a vegan version or like I'll not eat the hot dog or I'll, you know, for, like it's, if you're actually seeing me, I'm, I'm never actually eating real meat if you're ever seeing it. Like the Philly cheesesteak okay. was fake. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> but that's the thing, the show, <laughs> the show, um, you know, I tell people it's, and when I'm explaining what it is to people in America, you know, England is a much smaller country and, um, and America is so big and every city is so different with the terrain, the food, the people, the demographic. And so it's really neat for the UK audience to get a mini tour of America. Um, so you get to see what all these cities are like as well. So that's, it's really neat. I, I, I really think the concept is, is perfect. Um, and I get to eat a lot of fun food. Or not eat it. But I see the schedule. I'm, like, I'm eating donuts today and I'm going to like a gumbo place. And, and I'm like, and then they, they, and of course the restaurant wants to like show off the, you know, everything. So they're giving me t- a table full of food, you know, and I'm just like looking at it. Like, what am I supposed to do with all this food? Anyhow, when I was in Chicago last season, we went, and it's all uh, uh, for, it was like the deep dish pizza we have in Chicago. We we're at Luminati, I think. And they had like five pizzas on the table. Um, and it's all for one, like 10 seconds of a shot to me, to, for me, it's like, oh, get your deep dish pizza at Luminati's. That's it. All this food for nothing, you know? So I think that day I took <laughs> the pizzas and there was a lot of homeless people. So I like went and gave like full pizzas to like these homeless people and they were, it was cold out and they were like, oh it's, my it's God, this well. is amazing. So at least uh, it cool. did it. It got, you know. Yeah, it's doing good and spreading the love. Yeah, you know. Good. All for it, Corey. All for it. <laughs> Absolutely. So what's what's the off season look like for you, Corey? Obviously, the Magic aren't back till October. Did you do it? Did you do anything for the uh, NFL draft? Did you go to Vegas no, at all for that? No, uh, I didn't. They, they had thought about it and then I'm not sure, you know, what it was. But I did watch it on sure. TV. Um, my... So I don't know. So uh, the Patriots episode this year, we interviewed Andre Tippett, who's in the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame. He's married to my cousin, Rhonda. Um, so she's like okay. blood cousin of mine. Anyhow, why I'm telling you that is his son was trying, like went to all the training camps and everything and wasn't, I don't know, you have to tell me, drafted, but he was invited to right. a training camp at the Patriots. So his okay. name is Kobe Tippett. You guys keep an eye out. <laughs> I'm excited for him. Um, and he's Andre's son. So he's my cousin as well. So that's kind of cool. Awesome. Um, you want to mention that to Dante. Dante's a Patriots fan, isn't oh, he? Oh, I know. So when I was filming that episode, I was on the field at Gillette, like in the middle, and I FaceTimed Dante. And I was like, wow, guess where amazing. I'm at? And he was like, he, he started crying. No, kidding. He wasn't crying. But he was definitely <laughs> jealous when I was in the trophy room with um, Bob Kraft putting on all the Super Bowl rings, like, oh, that was like a huge moment. So, um, but yeah, what does my off season look like? Um, some, you know, sunbathing, swimming, <laughs> paddleboarding. <laughs> Hard life. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm like trying to get my life back together. I mean, I'm only home for two or three days a week. Like I'm, there's a lot to do. I got some home projects yeah. and family stuff, but I'm going to try and have a summer. I'm going to, I don't know. I'm, I, um, you know, I used to be in a band. I told you I was in music yeah. and I, I have a birthday coming up this year. 
Uh, yeah. So I, for my birthday this year, what I'm going to do is I'm having a, my band reunion show. Um, so yeah, I'm so, we haven't played in over 10 years. So that's going to be my party is, um, all the guys getting back together. And so that's in August. So we've been doing rehearsals for that. I'm really excited and kind of scared, but it's going to be awesome. So it'll be super What fun. is your go-to type of music? What do you listen to? I like a little bit of everything. Um, but I think I, I, yeah, I really, uh, I, my music was pop rock, like rock. So I, I kind of gravitate towards like alternative music and stuff. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm all um, about the loud guitars. What loud guitar? Oh, do you see mine? Oh God. Oh, Oh, look at that. I got a couple guitars there. During co- I've always had guitars, but I've never been like that great. So during COVID, one of my projects was teaching myself again to play guitar. So I started from the bottom and now I'm just just slightly can play like four songs. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. quality. Awesome. Yeah. Where's it where's the uh, gig gonna be at? Um it's downtown Orlando at the social. Um it's a it's a like a staple music venue here. It's where my band used to play back in the day. Um, and everybody's invited. So come on down August 13th. Oh my God. This is the first time I'm telling anyone publicly. <laughs> that means it's happening. Um, I'm, I'll start promoting it online once I like, or I'm going to have one more rehearsal before I like really like commit, but it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It. So you, downtown. You've said it here now. It's going to yeah. happen. Uh, yeah. You've it. committed. That's it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it'll be cool, but to relive my past. And what about opening night? You could have half time show opening night. <laughs> no, <laughs> 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 one night only. Okay. Be there or be square. <laughs> um, well, do the team have you doing anything for the uh, draft lottery or for the draft night itself? Uh, they haven't asked. No, but they probably have strong there. Cause you know, he's a DJ. Um, so it's easy for him to like be on the, the ones and twos and on the microphone at the same time. So, um, any big, I, I haven't honestly been following college. So is there anyone, are you guys excited about like prospects? Let's get, let's get the lottery out of the way first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The lottery. I know, we don't I get know. the the college coverage that you do so we literally get youtube highlights so you just see the best of so yeah. you go in on a lot of what espn tell us um and you know these shows that we see online so we don't get to see the true sort of player you know mm-hmm. as as live so it's very difficult for us to say we want you know right or whoever so we're almost going on what you guys say if you know what i mean yeah so, what dante says I, te- I tend to wait <laughs> until the until the draft lottery is out of the way and we know where we are. Right. So I can oh. start looking then at, okay, is, is this, who's likely to be available at five or yeah. who's likely to be available at three? <laughs> yeah, true. You know, I'm yeah. going with five already. I know. We never have good luck with that, except for, you know, way back in the day. So it's our time. It's our turn. Okay. 100%. Hey, where do you, so when you're watching the magic, I'm question for you guys. When you're watching the magic games, do you have league pass or how are you watching Mm -hmm. them? You have league pass. pass. Does that mean you see me? Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the, the, you know, if it's in the, if it's grabbing the cash or it's the operation game or any of those sorts of things. Yeah. We're watching. We see. That's so fun. Like I didn't know that until a few years ago and people would start sending me photos of me on their TV. I'm like, how are you seeing that? And I didn't realize that league pass for those of you that don't know, like when they go to commercial, um, with in arena. Okay. When they go to commercial on TV Mm -hmm. in arena, they come to us on the jumbotron, right? So that's when you're watching an NBA game, we're the entertainment happening during the timeouts. So, but for league pass, they can't go to commercial because then those people would have to pay to have their commercials on. So they go to the jumbotron feed, which is us. So that's so cool. I had no idea for the longest time. Yeah. We get the half shows and all that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's your Who's your favorite halftime entertaining in the whole world? That's not Red Panda. It's a, it's a, no, I know. Yeah. Like, everyone thinks she's. I mean, she's great. She's a legend. But this guy that was just there um, towards the end of the season, did you? I forget his name, but he was like balancing ladders on his chin. The chin balancer. He was balancing <laughs> like ta- like full on eight foot tables on his chin. It's pretty incredible. It's like dude. I, 
they're all good. I, think but, one... I mean, Red Panda probably owed 10 times with the playoffs and everything because we still get the halftime shows of like the Celtics and the, you know, the Bucks. So we've seen her about 10 times in the last two months. <laughs> so, uh, you know, once you've seen it once, that's it. I know. But, Christian um, and Scooby are my go-to, honestly. The dog, the little dog that yeah. comes out the boombox. Yeah. Box. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, anything that's anything that's dogs is good. Yeah, always. Yeah, <laughs> good times. Absolutely. Also, when are you well, guys coming to Orlando? You're coming. October. Right? We will be October. over in October for the start of the season. So uh, Paul's there for opening night. I'll be there opening night. Yeah. Do you know what date that is? Can uh, they get uh, no, I'm suggesting sort of around the 18th something. 18th, I, I want guessing. to say. Okay. Well, I mean, hopefully, I'll be there. Um, like my schedule is. Again, either Tuesday through Friday or Wednesday through Friday for NFL. So hopefully it works out. Last season I was there for opening night, so we'll see. And then Mikey and G, you arrived the week after me, don't you? you yeah. So then we've got four, we've got two weeks together. I'm there for three weeks, and uh, guys are there for a fortnight. So we've we've got two weeks all together. Oh, so amazing! Okay, well we'll be. It will be a loud and proud NBA. Europe and uh, Orlando Magic UK representation. You will Love you it. will know where we are in the arena, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I can't wait. Awesome. awesome. Well, well, thank you for joining us, Corey. It's been a, been great having you on. Finally, oh. we got you on this week. Um, <laughs> just, just a reminder for everybody listening, we're doing our own watch party next week for the draft lottery on Tuesday evening. So if you uh, want to sign up and join us on Zoom, we're doing a, a live stream for all the UK fans on here. So uh, go to orlandomagicuk.com and uh, sign up for that. Uh, thank you as always for listening and watching. Please subscribe to our podcast. And for the latest news, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, all at Orlando Magic UK. So from Corey, Geraint, Paul, and myself, until next time, go magic. Let's go magic. There we go.